Well, hello, gorgeous creators. It is the Lady Creator Podcast, and I am your host, Tara Kinden. I am so happy to welcome those of you who've been here before back, and anyone who is brand new to my world, welcome. I hope you find comfort here and feel a sense of belonging within this wonderful community. This is a very special podcast episode today because it is a brand new series called Creator Conversations. And today I have a wonderful special guest who's been on a previous podcast of mine, but because this is such a new podcast and she's so magical, she obviously needed to be our first guest on Lady Creators. Let me welcome Jennifer Arthurton. She is the founder behind Old Chicks Know Shit. And Yes, it's a it's a cute, kitschy title, but it is so much more. She has such an expansive knowledge base on coming back into your power in your middle years. She has gone through a major life experience herself, which she's kind of walked through the fire. And I'm just so excited to let you experience her energy, hear her story, and find out how these conversations can change the trajectory of where we're headed as far as our creatorship goes. So without further ado, and without giving you way too much information before we dive in, we are just going to dive in and you'll get to be in her wonderful energy. So again, thank you so much for being here. And I hope you love and share and enjoy this wonderful podcast. Everyone, please let me welcome and introduce you to the beautiful Jennifer Arthurton. She is the beautiful podcast host of Old Chicks No Shit. And this is a for real Z thing. So let's dive in. We are talking from the lady creator's perspective and the lady creator's angle. So we want to know what it took for you to really step into your lady creator powers. Oh, I, I'm so looking forward to this conversation and I know we're going to get to some really uh, deep and juicy stuff. Um, so for me, you know, it's interesting. So the journey to see myself as a creator has been a really, really interesting one because after like a 25 plus year career in the corporate world, I would never have called myself a creator. Although I was, because part of my job was building new things, right? Like new strategies, new products. So I was definitely a creator, but I never saw myself as that, right? Um, and then when I stepped into the world of entrepreneurship and founded you know, the old chicks, no shit community and the podcast, I struggled. I still struggle to see myself under the term, under the label creator, because I was just kind of doing what felt good and natural to me. So I'm not really a creator. I just record a podcast or I'm not really a creator because, and there was ever this thing, you know, every kind of excuse why I wasn't a creator. And it was interesting. I had to really come to terms with why I was so resistant to the term creator. And you know, you and I have talked about this before, but like in the world that I came from, and I think in the generation that I grew up in, you know, if you were a creator, it meant you were an artist or a jewelry maker or, you know, something like that. And those were the people who were not making any money. Those Musician, were painter, you were broken, destitute, right. all the things. Yeah, those were the people who were struggling financially and were yeah. not considered like respectable jobs, right? Yes. Like I yes. was taught, go to school, you know, get good marks, find a good college, get into a good corporate position and work your way up, right? Get the pension. 
Right. And because the other part that I struggled with around creator was the fact that for most of us, I mean, for all of us, creating means following our passion. Mm. And we weren't given permission to do that either, right? It's like your passion is your side gig, your, you know, your side hustle or whatever, your hobby, but it wasn't considered a respectable way to make money. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's taken me a long time to, you know, and you can, you and I've had great conversations on this topic, but it's taken me a long time to really, truly, and accept that creation is actually part of who I am. Like it's mm-hmm. a deep, deep part of me yeah. um, that has um, expanded, you know, as I moved from corporate into creator mode. Um, and it was a long part of, it was a big, it's a big part of me that I chopped off. Like I squashed down for my entire corporate career, even though I was still creating. (laughs) But imagine like, you know, imagine you, you, you cut off part of this piece of yourself that you could have even made your work that much more expansive and brilliant had you allowed that to come in. But like you say, we're kind of programmed and trained to compartmentalize that part part of ourselves or to lop off that limb, which we will talk about. Yeah. Well, and two, I mean, even in the corporate world, it was like, you know, follow the plan, stick to the plan, right? Like there wasn't that kind of uh, delineating from the plan. Right. Right. Because like, you know, we had you know, funding, we had investments, we had reports to give to the, you know, to the higher ups. And, you know, you can't say, oh, well, you know, I thought this would be a really interesting thing to explore. It's like, yeah, no, you don't have time for that. Here's the plan, execute the plan. Here's the budget, stick on the budget. So yes, it was creation. And it was kind of feeding that, like keeping that spark alive for me. Mm, Um, Because those were the, you know, the times that I was building something were definitely the times in my corporate career that I loved the most like being able to step back and go, look what I made. Okay. How long were you in corporate for? Um, my whole entire career. So 25 years, well, from the time, so 30 years, because it was from the time I was like, what, 21 up until I left at like 52. Okay. And I know like we've talked that you left corporate to go be an entrepreneur and to blaze a new path and a new trail for yourself. But you did go back into consulting as part of your entrepreneurial journey, right? Which I feel like most people do is they, they'll leave corporate, but they kind of leave a little bit of a leg in the door to keep cash flow coming in, right? Like they know like, right. it'll be easy for me to be a consultant while I'm still doing my own thing. I am consulting, but I'm still one foot in the door. You know what I mean? Not totally out. Yeah. Well, consulting really um, appealed to me because it was a little, so one of the reasons why I left corporate is because, you know, I kept having this like niggling little nudge inside me all the time that was like, is this it? Is this all there is? And I had reached like the pinnacle of my career, the thing that I had been striving for my entire career, I had, you know, gotten there. And I would find myself like in boardrooms and stuff, looking around, like half listening to the meeting and thinking, is, is, this, is this really what I work so hard for? Is this really what I want? But this little voice would pop up and then I would stuff it down because A, I didn't know what to, to do about it because like, I couldn't see. And it was disruptive. I was like, okay, get back to work. Like it, there is this element of security and safety. And when you know an artist can't make any money, there's a terrifying piece to leaving right. that 
sense of security. Exactly. I mean, at that point, I didn't even understand why this voice was coming up. I was actually saying to myself, what's wrong with you? Like, just follow the (laughs) script. Like, what's wrong with you? Right. Right. And then, you know, as when I left corporate and decided to go back and to go into consulting, it was because I was like, okay, this is now on my terms, right? Like I can pick and choose the projects that I want to do. And if I was really excited about a project, then I would do it. And if I wasn't, I wouldn't. Right. Um, and to the other part, your other point is as I was making the transition, I'm like, okay, let's, let's keep the money flowing in. Yeah. But when I, after, so I had taken a period of time off and at that point was where I had built the podcast, built a community, you know, I was doing, running workshops and, you know, just basically creating things. And it blew up quick. Like it grew quickly. It grew quickly. Yes, it did. And when I went back into consulting, there were times where I would have to go back into the office, like for periods of time, like into a client's office, you know, for like a week or three weeks or whatever at a time. And I realized that I had expanded like myself, me personally, I had expanded so much that when I went back into the corporate world and tried to fit myself back into the mold, Mm. right. It was like, it felt so uncomfortable. It felt restrictive. Like I literally felt like I was abandoning myself in all kinds of ways. Right. Because, you know, like I'd be doing one, like one of the things that I did was brainstorming with with my clients, like on marketing projects. Right. But even brainstorming, like it had like four walls, right. So you still had to stick in the, and so things that I would like to do and things that I would like to see them expand into, I was kind of told, Oh, don't go there. Yeah. Oh, you know, we can't. Oh, that's so so hard. Yes. Yeah. And that's when I started to realize how important being able to express that um, that creator side of myself was to my own well-being, right? And then I realized that like for 20, 30 years, I had basically been ignoring and abandoning that part of myself. And that's why the little voice was coming up. It's like, come on, there's other things for you to do. But like, we also have to remember too, it's like when you begin a spiritual journey. So for those of you who's even gone to yoga or opened yourself up to mm-hmm. meditation, once you open that door, it's like, you cannot close it. It's like an overstuffed closet that just goes, and and there's like no jamming it all back in. So when you have a new level of awareness, like you've, you've actually evolved and, and elevated yourself in your own personal growth and transformation and evolution. So you never get to go back to the same way. Cause now, you know, like the blinders are off. Now you're aware. And you're like, wait a sec this doesn't feel, you feel more, you live more, you experience more pleasure and, and you don't want to close that off anymore. You know? No, you, you like, you literally can't without feeling really uncomfortable. Right. And you will start to, if you do try and do that, you will start to, you know, like, I mean, I got burnt out at the end of my corporate career. Now I kind of understand why I'm like, oh, wow. Uh, You know, it's like trying to hold that beach ball underwater. It's going to pop up, right? One way or the other, like it's coming out. (laughs) And you're expending an immense amount of energy trying to hold it down. Mm. But you can't. Such a great analogy, everyone. Like you've all pushed a beach ball under the water. And if you haven't, like try it. You can't hold it down. No, you Mm -hmm. spend so much energy trying to hold the thing down and it's and you don't even realize like you're doing it for so long you don't even realize until like for me it got to the point where I was like literally bedridden because I was energetically completely depleted and then 
yeah, given that place to expand. You, and when you go back to that, you're like, holy shit, this is hard work. A hundred percent. And we talked about this before. Like I have this kind of thought and I read this in a book. I cannot remember the name of the book right now. And I like, the idea was that your creativity and being a creative person, which everyone is, but because yeah. of this old programming and limiting beliefs set on us by good, some good intention folks who just did not want us to be broken destitute, you know, um, said you can't be a creator, right? So you literally lopped off that limb that it's an extension of who you are, these hobbies, these things. And when we cut them off, it's like you feel this phantom pain. You don't know what it is. And all of a sudden you start getting these weird, weirdo symptoms. Like you feel sick. Well, of course you feel sick. There's part of you that's missing from you. And how do you bring that back in when you don't even know what it is? Yeah. Well, so, you know what? Exactly. Exactly. And you know, the number of women who end up in my workshops or, you know, end up in the community who have reached this point in their life where they like, they know there's something more, you know, the number of times I see women finding artistic, they're finding their artistic expression, right? Through that, like women who have never painted before, all of a sudden, you know, have this desire to paint, um, making pottery. Um, you know, there was one client I had who, um, you know, went from being in a career in insurance to creating indigenous and selling indigenous art. Right. And she, and, and she was like, I don't know how I've lived my entire life with not doing this because I am so passionate. I feel so excited. I feel, you know, alive while I'm doing this creation. And for her, and entire, this is the you know, point, like yeah. splash, we're not here to be robots and we're not here to fit into the cog, you know, and not to be a wheel yeah. in the cog of the machine. And this is where when Saturn moved into Pisces, and I know some of you have no idea about the astrology piece, but just know like Saturn is the big boss in the sky. And he's the one who helps us build structure and gives us the boundaries, you know, where he moved into Pisces, it was like, all bets are off. All the creatives are coming out of the closet. Like this is the time to own your creative piece. This is where, you know, I thought, oh, oh my gosh, like I need to help lead this movement because there are lady creators still in the closet. I need to help them explode out of the closet so that they can go about their business and live a more exciting, fulfilling life. And I know that yes. this is also part of your work. So let's talk about your work a little bit. Like now you as entrepreneur with your creative juices flowing. what's the next, you know, because- those of you who know Jennifer's podcast, those of you who are now going to go check it out, you'll you'll probably binge them and then you'll kind of be brought up to speed of where she is in life. But if you were going to fast track us and tell us, okay, well, you created this podcast, you created this community, where are you taking them? So, you know, I recognize like through my own journey, right? Like, so I found myself, you know, at the age of 50, divorced, unemployed, an empty nester and bedridden with a stress-related illness. And what I realized, you know, as my life crumbled around me, what I realized was, is that I actually had no idea who I was or what I wanted for my life. I was basically following a script that was handed to me somewhere along the way. And I was checking all the boxes and doing all the right things. You know, like I said, get good marks, go to a good college, you know, get a good job, work your way up the ranks. But nowhere in that 
script that was handed to me, did it say, oh, check in with yourself and see if this is actually what you want and if this is making you happy. Like that was not on the script. That was not was an option. There's no box for that. <laughs> right, right. I didn't even know it was an option. And then when I found myself in this place, you know, where basically my whole life had kind of crumbled around it. Yeah. Within, basically, within the span of a year, this all happened, right? And, and so I just, I want to say this because I think it's really important. Age 50, we go through a Chiron return and that's where like your come to Jesus moment happens and it amen. either puts you on the right path or it really takes you down a really hard, challenging, you know, you're going to, everything is going to shake, rattle and roll no matter what, but this happens to everyone. And this is, you know, the, for women, especially, this is where you either open yourself up to creativity and spirituality in your way. And I don't mean spirituality, like you go to church, but you create the church, you know what I mean? Yeah. For yourself. So you had this moment, you were in this yeah. awakening yeah. And so like, you know, I was lying in my bed thinking, you know, okay, well, what is it that you want for your life? Crickets. So I was like, like uh -oh. there's no answer because I had never thought about it. I had never given it one ounce of thought. Like the cultural narrative is, you know, as soon as you reach 50, it's the downhill slope to old age oblivion. You know, you ride off into the sunset, you know, with a pot of gold under your arm on the arm of a handsome man. And I'm like, okay, none of that is actually my reality, but that's the picture that's painted for us. Yeah. Right. And then after I threw myself a big old pity party for a very long time, right? I kind of started, okay, this is an opportunity. Like I still have 30 years, God willing, or more ahead of me, right? What am I going to do? Just sit around and mope for 30 years, right? Like, I mean, some happy. people do. Some people choose that option. Right. But then the interesting thing that kept going through my mind is every time I would be like, oh, you can just create and, you know, create whatever it is you want. The, the next thought that would go through my mind was be, but you're too old. You're over 50. Nobody starts over at 50, right? Nobody's going to take you seriously because you're over 50, right? Like, do you have what you it know takes? That Louise Hay started Hay House at like 70 something. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I know. There are so many incredible stories. So when I was like, okay, I hear this narrative. Let me go see if I can prove it wrong. And I started searching yeah. for the inspiration, like where where are all these women doing incredible things in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 80s, right? And I, you know, I had to dig deep because the mainstream narrative, like I said, is not inspiring. It's not empowering, right? It's all like meal replacement shakes and Botox protection and, and Botox, right? And trying to pretend that we're not the age that we are, right? Like not inspiring and uplifting. So I started to search for the inspiration and, you know, I then was like, okay, I, as I, I started a blog and then people would respond to the blog and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm not alone. Like I literally no, it was a yes. problem. <laughs> right? yeah. No, this is how it starts. Creators basically are, they see a problem, they need an answer, they go in search of the answer and then they basically create the solution, which is, exactly. this is exactly what you did. And this it's is- yeah. I'm like, how can you empower more people to start doing the same thing? Right. Like, this is why I wrote the Soul Flow book. There was no courageous stories. I want you to tell me the depths of the depths. And then I want you to tell me what you did to get out of that hole. Like yeah. I needed stories like that for myself. Yeah. Mine just happened earlier than 50. Like, you know? Yeah. But and, and that literally became the genesis of the podcast, right? I was like, okay, if I need this, then other women need this. And so my the podcast focuses on, you know, the inspiring stories of women who have, you know, reinvented themselves and their lives at like 
you know, in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. I mean, there are some incredible stories on there. And then we also dive into anything that helps us understand ourselves better, right? Because we come from a society and a generation that has cultured us into a certain way of being, right? Like fit the box, fit the mold, anything that doesn't fit that, chop it off, throw it away, right? And then we get to this place in our lives, so in midlife, where our soul is literally asking us to expand into our gifts at this point. This is, you know, while, while we've done everything for everybody else in the previous chapters of our lives, raised our families, our kids, you know, supported our husbands and done all the things, right? This chapter of our lives is all about doing what's true and meaningful for us. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that so many of us, and this was me, in the process of doing everything for everybody else, we have gotten last on our list. And we have become so disconnected from ourselves that we don't even know what's true and important for us. And so the work that I do now is guiding women through that process of understanding themselves better, like going within to hear that inner voice that they've been, you know, pretending didn't exist forever, right? Accessing that because that is where our gifts lie. That is where our creative, our creativity lies, right? And we are being asked to expand into that because those gifts that, that we expand into are life-changing for us, but they're also life-changing for everybody else on the planet. Right. Uh, yes. Uh, th- I mean, right? there. you know, we've been, and I would like to think of this as we study and we're learning and we're being the student and we're doing, you know, the, our best to get the best grades and, and to get all those certifications and da, 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 da. But it's like, it's when do you pivot from all of this learning and educating yourself to actually becoming the teacher and the leader? Yes. So and when, when do you thing. do that? And that's the, that's the, like the terrifying pivot because, you know, for the longest time, you know, you got to do something different. You're learning, you're growing, but then you're like, but who am I to lead this thing? Who am I to bring this to the world? Well, like, who are you not is the question. Who are you not to do it? And if you don't yeah. do it, it's that big magic piece too. Hey, Liz Gilbert's book, Liz Gilbert, is that, wasn't yeah, it? Liz Gil- yeah, Liz Gilbert. Yeah did big magic. She talked about, you know, these ideas will come to you. And this is the voices that you, I think you're yeah. talking about. They're yes, like, exactly this thing. And you, you put it off and you put it off and then you see somebody else do it. And you're like, but that was my idea. Well, if you don't act on it, it goes to somebody else. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I do believe some stuff will wait for you to get it together, but it doesn't wait forever. No, that's so true. And I think part of the reason, and I, I, I think this is especially true for women is that we've been cultured to see our value outside of ourselves. So our ability to have babies, right? Like what we do for other people is my physical body pleasing to somebody outside of myself. Right. Mm. And so often these like voices that are coming from within, we don't trust them because we've never been taught to trust our own inner voice. We've been taught to look outside of ourselves for validation and approval. And self-worth and self-esteem and self-confidence. Exactly. Right. So like, that's why there's a, you know, multi-billion dollar anti-aging cosmetics Cosmetic, industry yeah, out there. All the things. Yeah. Right. Because, yes. you know, like the, like the term, she looks great for her age. Okay. You know what? Like, what is that? <laughs> is that a makeup line? No. Like you, if you see, oh, like, I see what you're saying. Oh, you look, you look great for 50 or you look <laughs> great for 60. Right. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's, it's right. Like try not to be who you are. Try not to be your, your age. Don't be natural. Right. 
Right. And so again, we were just like constantly handed the message that our value and our self-worth and our confidence is lies in the hands of somebody or something outside of us. Mm. And that's where we, this is where we become disconnected from the inner voice because, you know, and I see, again, I see it in the women that come into my community, right? It's like, oh, well, you know, I'll be judged if I do this, or, you know, my husband won't approve of it, or I can't because of the kids, right? Like, and to me, those are, I I get it, but they're excuses, right? Because at some point we have to start trusting ourselves. And these women who come with big, beautiful ideas who then say, you know, and they're sharing these ideas with me and their faces are lighting up and I can see their energy shift. Oh, but you know, when my kids leave for school, you know, go to university or when my, when my husband, you know, retires or when, right. And then they always put that sum up and it's always to do with somebody else in front of their own dream. Okay. So how do you help? Like, what's the advice? Because obviously they're coming into your world because they trust you. They are looking for someone to be their cheer squad, like their pump squad. So what do you do to help shake them? Free for like I'm curious, like of the percentage of women who have these big juicy dreams, how many of them do you think actually go for it? You know, it's so it's a it's an interesting question, and I wish I had an actual start to know exactly, but it's hard to know exactly. But here's what I do know. One of the things, um, so for most of us we have forgotten how to dream, right? Like, so we might have this idea and then we, like, as soon as it pops up, we will throw on top of it the 10 reasons why it can't happen. And then- (laughs) But I gotta do this and this and this and this. And then, you know, I need it to be the second Tuesday of next week before I actually take action. Right, right, exactly. Because there's always something in the way. And when, and when, again, when you're, when you've been taught to value what's outside of yourself more than what's inside of yourself, of course, you're going to default to the thing that's outside of yourself first. I mean, this was a huge lesson for me. Like, like I, I am not immune to this. Like this was a huge lesson for me to be able to listen to and to start to trust that inner voice. And even still you, you, you never are free from it. It's a constant reminder, like, oh, right. I'm, I'm in control. Oh, right. I can choose to go for it anyways. Even if everything saying like around me says, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. So there's two things that I say to women all the time. First of all, is to spend some time building a relationship with that inner voice. Because just like any other relationship, like you can't build a relationship with another human being without spending time with them and getting to know them. Like you can't. Practical tools. What is a practical tool for somebody who's listening to this podcast right now? Who's like, okay, well, how do I cultivate that relationship? How do I listen? What do you, what's some practical? So carve out some time. And if it's two minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes, whatever is available to you, this does not need to be a big old hairy audacious thing that can't fit into your life, right? Spend some time just like sitting with yourself for a minute, like for, or going to go for a walk in nature where you have no phone, no book, no distraction. So the three things I say are silence, stillness, and solitude, or some Mm -hmm. combination of those three things, right? Even if it's you know, having your coffee in the morning by yourself before the rest of your house gets up and just sit there and go, what thoughts are coming up? What emotions are coming up? Right. I often tell people to pull out their journal and just to write it down. Even if it seems like completely ridiculous and like, where did that come from? Just write it down. Like 
give it a place to live that's not in your head. Because if you leave it in your head, it's going to get all caught up in all kinds of things, right? Just yes. put it down on paper and let it be. And then just keep repeating this process. It could be while you're sitting in the carpool lineup waiting for your kids. Turn off the radio, put down your phone, like close your eyes or just sit in silence and be like, okay, how do I feel today? What do I need? Am wow. I, you know, right? Just like li in little moments of time in terms yeah. of listening to that voice. And then, you know, like one of the things for me was like, I was so burnt out that I couldn't even go for a walk. Right. So I would literally go across the street from my house to the park. And sometimes I would make it as far as a tree and I would sit on the ground in front of that tree and just sit there. And, you know, with my, sometimes I'd bring my journal or I'd write it on my phone or whatever. And I would just be like, okay, what's coming up. Right. And it was sitting under that tree where, you know, the first thought that came to me was, well, you should try writing, like, why don't you write something? And I was like, mm, uh, I'm not a writer. <laughs> like I've never written anything other than a strategy deck. Right. Yeah. But I thought, okay, I'm just going to do it and just start writing. And I realized that part of my catharsis, catharsis and my healing was actually writing and your gift Right, exactly. But I wouldn't know that if I hadn't kind of listened to that little voice and said, like, give it a shot. So, you know, spend the time, like whatever it is, even if it's, you know, soaking in a bubble bath, just be quiet and listen to your inner voice for a minute. And over time, you will build that relationship. So space breeds creativity. Amen. I cannot say that enough. And I remind myself of it daily, like literally daily. Cause for me, it's easy to get caught up in the doing, like I'm a doer, right? Oh and yeah. The list is like, I mean, the list, I, the, if you're a list person, you got lists there. I got lists at I got everywhere, me too, everywhere okay. right? Okay. And sometimes I have to be like, okay, I'm not doing anything right now. I'm just going to go sit. Bye-bye list. I'm yeah. going to you on fire. Okay. Yeah. So that's the number one thing. And, um, once you kind of woke yourself up to this, you know, silence and, and bringing yourself into that connection with your voice, you know, what was the next big thing that helped you shift yeah. your energy, your state? Like, you know, what was the process from being sitting under that tree and then, okay, here's the voice. All right. I'm going to listen you know, then what was like the thing that actually moved you into yeah. action and um, creating? This is the second thing that I almost tell people is, like I said, you know, we have the spark of an idea or a desire or a dream. And then we throw on top of that little spark. We put it out with all the 10 reasons why it can't happen. What I want, what I ask people to do is when that thought or that spark comes up, just dance with it for a minute, play with mm -hmm. it for a minute, right? Like instead of just shutting it down, say, well, what if it were possible or what if, right? And allow that thing to expand a little bit, right? And so create a visualization, like if it's, um, let's say you're starting, you want to start a business, like you have a great business idea, right? Like picture yourself, like who is, who are your clients? Picture yourself with those clients. What does your product look like? Like just create a little vision in your mind, like, like just play with it. It doesn't matter if it's not possible. Like in that scenario, it doesn't matter if it's not possible, just play with it for a little bit, because the more you play with it and the more it expands, the more you will feel that kind of passion and excitement rise up. And what I will tell you to answer the question that you just asked a little while ago about what percentage of women actually follow through the women who follow through that I have seen are the women who spend time in that visualization. 
because mm-hmm. that visualization changes yeah. your vibrational state and your energy so drastically that it's almost like a little bit of a drug and you like, I need another hit. And right, you will go back to it. And every time you go back to it, it expands to the point where you're like, I can't not take action on this thing. Like, this is literally what happened to me. Like, I can't not do it. And even on the journey today, when things get tough, you know, when there's tech problems, when I can't solve whatever obstacles in front of me, there are times when I've been like, okay, just quit. Right. And then I'll be like, okay, I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to go back and get a corporate job. Two hours later, I'm like, uh, no, you can't. Like, I just know I can't. And it's not an option. I burned right. the bridge. Right. Well, and at this point, the pull forward is much, much stronger because I have such a clear visualization of it. Oh my gosh. I like literally this speaks to my soul today because I I I did, you know, I was in the celestial box group with the girls and we were, I always do like a daily energy update, tell them, you know, where planets are and what's happening. And it was literally, I literally have on my paper in front of me, it's like knowing where you're going will transform your life. Like, absolutely. and it's funny because everything you're talking about, like I have this idea of the Venus code and how important Venus is in our lives. And you're literally talking about, you know, there is this, I have this idea of the, this code and how do you unlock the code to really creating this beautiful, luscious energy. And it is about frequency and you're talking, speaking, like when you say you're dancing with the dream or dancing with the idea, like that actually makes me feel like moving, you know, and I'm like, that is so good. Like anyone who's listening to this podcast right now, if you get nothing out of it, it's like those top three things she said, which was what again, repeat it. It was um, to listen to your voice. It was yeah, silence, stillness, and solitude. Science, silence, stillness, and solitude. Say that five times fast, friend. Yeah. And then dancing with the dream. Your dream. The yeah. vision. Just dream. play with it for a little bit. Just play. Oh my God. These are goals. This is the juice. This is the juice. And, you know, yes, her podcast is old chicks who know shit, but this is across the board, the best advice to help you reconnect with yourself, especially if you have, you felt disconnected. And I don't know anyone right now who isn't suffering from some form of mental health challenge physical health challenge, emotional health challenge, or, you know, energetic health challenge. Yeah. And and what's the one thing that can save us is our ability to create a beautiful vision for ourselves to dance in that space and to clean up our frequency. Like we get excited. I mean, even when we talk, we we're talking right now and we just get so excited about, okay, like how many ways are we going to work together? Like, what are we going to do? Like, I also, you know, bringing in Jennifer is a manifesting generator. So for anybody who, you know, knows human design knows like the MGs of the world are here to just be like, bing, 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 bing. Like they follow all the things and they're, they're capable. They're the, they're the person when you go behind their desk, they've got like 20,000 screens open and you're like, oh my God, this stresses me out just to look at it. But they know exactly where everything is. You know, they, they, they've got like, things in strategic places where like anyone else seeing that would be like, I'm stressed just looking at this. I feel very very seen right now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like for me, I'm a manifestor. So like that stresses me out, but I know an MG can handle like 20 projects 
but turn them on at the same time. And they know exactly what needs to be done in what area. And part of their work is, you know, finding that creative flow because they still have that energy of the manifester. So that creativity that needs to flow through to them, like keeping that conduit and that channel open so it can move through you. But then she also has the ability to like put it in play, which is what she's teaching other people. So regardless of your type, it's a beautiful way, you know, for you to experiment. Like yeah, learning your design is about an experiment anyways. Yeah. But moving the energy is something that is very powerful. And I think like for me, I mean, the beautiful thing about human design was really giving me permission to be who I am. Because again, when you grew up in the generation that we grew up in and, you know, you, especially if you spelt time in the corporate world, you are molded to fit their mold. Right. And there are parts of the way that I operate that I made wrong because it didn't fit into that corporate mold. Yeah. Right. So learning human design and how my, how my type operates, right. Was so freeing because I'm like, oh, that's just natural to who I am. Like, you know, having 20 projects on the go, you know, like, it's like, it's so liberating. And to me, I wish, you know, and I know this is a whole other conversation, but I just wish that corporate would stop doing these freaking strength finder things and actually help people understand their bloody energy. Cause when you know, oh, well, I've got this employee who rocks at this, like help them find the people to fill in the gaps. Like There are people in your organization, there are people in your world and your life. For example, like if, you know, we were talking about a power posse and how how it would be so awesome to have this like sexy lady mastermind. And we're like, okay, like what kind of energy would we want to bring into it? You know what I mean? Like me as a manifester, I need generators. And so to help me like get it going or figure out the detail, details aren't really my jam, you know? And so it's like very interesting to play with your energy. And as you get to know it, to give yourself the like, okay, if I enter back into corporate to do consulting, I know these are the things that I need to actually give you what you want from me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's so freeing. Um, and that's why, you know, like for, for, especially for midlife women, the process that we go through as we step into this chapter of our lives is a lot of unlearning right? Unlearning a lot of things that we've been told along the way, but in the process of unlearning, you're like, okay, well, what am I filling that space with? So, you know, you and I have had conversation on my podcast about human design, because again, like that's like, oh, I'm letting go of all this cultural conditioning. And now I'm leaning into what's true and authentic for me. Right. And how I show up in the world. Good. Yes. And it feels good. This is the thing, right? Like most of us live in this unconscious discomfort for a very long time that you don't even know is there until all of a sudden it's gone one day and you're like, Oh, I can breathe. Like I can actually take a full breath. I can expand. I feel happy. Right. I feel inspired. Yeah. Right. But we've, we, again, we've never really been taught that it's an option to not operate in that, in that. (laughs) It's an option to say no. Some people just don't even know it's an option to be like, no, no, thanks. Not interested. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, so it's a lot like the big process is unlearning and relearning, um, unlearning all of those, the things outside of us that have, you know, conditioned us to be a certain way and relearning, you know, about ourselves, you know, what makes us happy, where are our gifts? And then, you know, 
in Chinese medicine, there is a, a concept of the Chang Meridian, which is the energy that runs through your body. And in your reproductive years, the energy actually runs down your body towards your reproductive organ. Is yeah. that organs? Because that is the source of your create creativity, right? Like you're bearing children, right? Like you're doing all of this. When you reach menopause, the energy actually reverses flow and comes up and out through the eyes so that a woman can share her gift with the world. And this is where we get stuck because we've never been taught to access our gifts. And that's why the women show up in my communities because they're, they know they want something more, but they feel stuck and they don't know how to get there. This is a whole other juicy conversation when I feel like we could deep dive into another podcast on because we always go deep. <laughs> it's literally the Kundalini rising. So if you've heard about Kundalini rising, this is why all these 20 year olds who are awakening their Kundalini through this, you know, Kundalini yoga and all the things, it's actually not supposed to be, it's not supposed to rise until your mid like years so that you know what the frick to do with it. You know, yeah. so there yeah. is this power surge that comes through. And if you have any blockages in your heart, in your, in your will center, your ability to be in your power, your, your world is getting rocked. And this is part of that, that Chiron return that happens is that your physical being gets it's, it's off, it's off center. It's yeah. and so your whole world feels like. The wheels are coming off the bus. And this is that energy rising within you that says, okay, baby, if we don't have this channel cleared out, I'm going to clear it for you. And if you've been resistant to it, prepare yourself for, for war. Right. So, so true. And on, and I say this all the time as well. I'm like menopause and all of its symptoms are actually a, a gift because they are a signal to us that we are changing, right? Like we are changing physically, mentally, and emotionally. I agree with that, but I'm not a fan of this like sweating business. Oh, and like, trust me. Art racing business. Like that's a whole, like it, that is right, a situation. It's a situation, but what, but what, what, what happens to our bodies in menopause is we become uber sensitive to stress, mm. right? Which is where we need to like lean into. Like I know, for example, I still have hot flashes and when I am stressed, my hot flashes will be way worse yeah. yes. than yeah. when I'm not. Right. Yeah. And okay. so uh, that's a bit of an indication for me that like, Oh, like what's happening here. Like if I start to fall into the doing too much and I'm like, you know, and I, all of a sudden I'll start having like hot flash after hot flash and, and there's it's my, no space to create. Oh my right. God. Like, it's oh my, my calling God. to go backwards and to just like be like, sometimes I'll do a meditation. Sometimes I'll go for a walk in nature. Sometimes I'll do some like, you know, deep breathing, some box breathing, right? Yeah. Like to calm my system down because I can't create in that state. No, so uh, as much as our society tells us that, you know, postmenopausal women are past the point of creation. It's do they such... say that? Wait, what? I've never well, they do because when you stop having babies, if creation equals having oh, babies. Oh, I see. Okay, sorry. Yes. Right. Okay. And mm -hmm. then now all of a sudden, because that's the way, like that's our value in creation, right? Is is actually producing humans, right? But it's a whole other level of creation that happens to us as we step into this chapter of our lives and you know, Chiron return, like you as you were describing. Right. Like it's, it's, a, you know, it's where you, I believe it's like, and I think you can go through the energetic shifting before, like, I'm just saying with the Kundalini rising thing, this is almost like that, um, you know, it's like 
as you become the leader and the teacher, there's this flow that comes through you that gives you the wisdom. Like there's a level of wisdom yes. that comes with maturity and I'm sorry, but it takes time to live your life. Like, yes, you can read yes. a book and learn a thing and take a course and go and teach it. But there's a wisdom piece that comes with age and yes. experience. Yes. Like, I, I, you know, anyone can teach a subject to someone that's just two steps behind them. And as long as you're teaching those things, you're always going to be good. But if you're trying to teach me about menopause and you haven't had some experience with menopause actually, it, it's harder for me to be in it with you. I mean, I got a lot of Scorpio energy in my chart, so like I can read through BS. <laughs> so I can kind of like feel like, mm. but I, I believe everything you're saying and I'm excited to see what you create. So just like to bring all of this high level creator info home to like land the plane, you know, where are you headed and how are you leading, you know, your community? Like what's the next place you're taking it? There are so many ideas. Thank you to my many gen self. Um, in fact, I do them all. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's literally hard to contain them all, but there are kind of, well, three main things that I'm doing. So, um, I have been leading workshops and being ridiculously inspired by some of the incredible gifts and talents of the women who are coming into this, into this, into the groups. Um, so one of the things that I'm doing is I am creating a, um, a community where women who are in the process of, you know, building something new. So, you know, they have the idea, they've had the idea and they're now taking action, right. Can come. And so they can be within the community of other women who are doing the same things who, you know, are experiencing, um, the same things that they are. Right. And for me, like two of my highest core values are community and collaboration. And I honestly would not be where I am without those two things. Right. And I see all these women out there. Right. So it's like literally bringing them together because being in creative energy with other people who are creating things, as you know, is ridiculously um, inspiring and it's powerful. But also, um, you know, in this, they're all in the same time of their lives where, you know, society is telling them one message, but the reality is something different. And it's really hard to, it's an act of rebellion to pull yourself out of the societal conditioning that we have been given, right? So a place for those women to um, to be. Um, the other thing I'm doing is podcast live events um, starting here in Toronto, but have plans for them in many, many other places. And this is all about sharing these inspiring stories about what's possible. So women who have reinvented themselves and their lives, because that was that was the thing that got me moving. I'm like, if it was possible for them, then it's possible for me. And I want more women to be able to see possibility for this next chapter of our lives, as opposed to the doom and gloom narrative of age, right? Because we're never too old. Yeah, you're never, I mean, you're only as old as you feel. That's actually a thing. So right. if you feel like you're incapable, find a space and a place that helps you feel capable. And that's basically exactly what you're creating. You're yep. curating a community for those who are in this stage and phase of their lives who are ready to say, 
to buck the system and go, yeah, yeah, it is my time to explore my creativity, to explore, to dance with those dreams, yep. to, to, to get honor to my know gifts. myself, to honor my gifts. What a beautiful opportunity for, you know, anyone who wants to plug into your sphere of influence. Yeah. You know, so you know, in the last, like, as we're recording this in the last couple of like last week, I think it was Martha Stewart ended up on the front of the sports illustrated swimsuit edition. Uh And I've been watching this play out in social media where half of the people are saying, you know, way to go. We've come a long way that we can have an 80 year old woman on the cover of sports illustrated. The other conversation is that we're setting an unrealistic standard for women to attain as they age, because that picture is not natural. It's been airbrushed and retouched and she doesn't look like an 80 year old woman on it. Right. And I was like, kind of watching this kind of, I'm ping ponging back and forth and I'm watching this and I'm like, but okay, yes, you, I could make an argument on either side of this, but what I saw, what I actually saw in that photo was inspiration because Martha Stewart obviously had a dream or a goal that she wanted to make the cover of a national magazine at 81. And all I saw was Anything is freaking possible. It doesn't matter what the what the societal culturals or norms are, right? Like you and can achieve whatever dream you want at any age. The other thing with her, which I find so it's even more intriguing, is this is a woman who has overcome extraordinary yes. challenges, who has had her tar- her reputation tarnished. Yeah. She's been to jail. Yeah. Okay. And like, and yet still she is being yeah. celebrated on the cover of a national magazine in her bathing suit. Like in her bathing suit at age 80. Like talk about resilience. Yeah. Like talk it's about the, courage. The drive, the determination, the dream, and the like, I'm going to do this thing. And I don't care who you are and what you say. And this is the kind of attitude we all need to embrace yeah. is this is my dream and my vision. And I don't give a whatever. Exactly. If you tell me I can't do it, just watch me. Yes, exactly. I'm like, this is the greatest comeback ever. And I am like, channeling I my like, inner Martha Stewart was like, you know, I mean, oh my God, she made national headlines as a jailbird. And now like, you know, and she get, she, get, she just threw herself right back into her work at the moment she got out. She continued to build her empire. Like, This, I have nothing but admiration for her continued dedication. Like that's, that's that. So, okay. Is there any final words from you that you would like to let my beautiful audience know? Yeah. Um, The final thing that I would say is, um, seeing like to see yourself to 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 be able to see kind of your highest self or the best version of you so like that part of you that sees beyond the limiting beliefs the the situational limitations or whatever it is that's the part of you that is dying to be expressed in this part of your of your life right and we have two choices we can stuff it down and you know end up on you know at the end of our lives going i had this dream and i didn't I didn't follow it or we can start taking steps towards it. And the beautiful thing is even if you never actually reach the end point of that, 
dream or that desire, the process of going for it will bring you more joy, more passion, more excitement. And like, you will consider that a life worth well lived, regardless if you even actually got there. So let's say, you know, my desire is to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated, right? Let's just say that it is, right? Yeah. Even if I never actually end up making it there, I might make four other magazines, like small magazines before that, right? Which will still give me way more empowerment, inspiration, and excitement about my life than I would if I had said, oh, well, I'm too old to make the cover of a magazine. Mm, preach. So, you know, and tiny steps lead to big things. Like we don't have to do everything in giant leaps and bounds. Cause that's the other thing. We are very all or nothing mentality, right? I'm either doing it hundred percent or I'm not doing it at all. Mm. And the reality is that any goal, dream, or desire is built tiny step by tiny step by tiny step. So asking yourself daily, like, what can I do today? Like what one step, and even if you just do one step every day, what one step can I take towards this dream or desire? And it needs to be like, it could be the tiniest possible steps. Yeah. Consistency, I think is the number one thing that we all have to get like this, no excuses, dedication and consistent walking the path towards the big vision. Like the big vision is the key. So listen, I love you. I'm so glad you are here and you share your wisdom with the world through your own podcast, but you have graciously joined me on lady creators. So I, and I just, I always want to remind the audience, you know, you're just one creation away. You're one creation away from leaving that abusive relationship. You're one creation away from attaining, you know, a huge goal for yourself. You're one creation away from transforming your life. Like whatever it is, you're literally only one creation away from completely transforming your current world. 100% amen. Amen to all of that. Because like, like I said, my journey was, let me just write that one creation, like writing that one and posting that one first blog. And look at what got created because of that one thing. So exactly. My goodness. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. I appreciate you. I honor you. And I know you'll be back on very soon to share where you've kind of moved and grown and evolved since this beautiful podcast episode. Loved this conversation. And I love you. (laughs) Thank you for having me on. (laughs) Thanks for being here, babes. Okay.